Okay. So the 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 issue of predestination that's a good question uh david the issue of predestination um so this this is what we're in so feel, guys feel free to to jump on this question of predestination um the issue of predestination i think has been uh has been controversially taught in the church basically um i i, I know so the scripture that david is quoting i think i'll refer to romans chapter 9 if we want to understand predestination um, and the context in which Paul is speaking about predestination is in Romans chapter nine. And, and this is what it is. The predestination doctrine in the New Testament is not focused on God choosing individuals, but God choosing a generation. Those two things are very different. So it's a very, it's, it's very subtle, but you have to understand it. So, so when, when, when we get used to um, Pauline writings, by Pauline writings, I mean the, the, the writings that Paul has written. Paul, Paul, um, Paul, by training, is a legal mind, right? So every time Paul is writing, Paul builds his case. So let me give you an example. In, I think it's Romans chapter 7. Remember that scripture where Paul says, he says, um, I see two law walking in my members. He says, the things I want to do, right, um, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. Does everyone remember that scripture, right? Put your hands up if you do, yeah? I see too low walking in my members, okay? So it's almost like there's a struggle in my flesh. Now, Paul, Paul there is describing something. If you stop there, you're doctrinally in trouble because he's building his case. Paul is not saying that in the new believer in Christ, there are two laws low, walking in their members. He's describing the process that brings us to Christ. So by the time you get to the end of that scripture, where he says, I see too long walking in my members, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. He now goes in one place. He says, who shall deliver me from this flesh? See, he's building a case. He says, thank God for Jesus Christ. <laughs> let, let's, let, let's go there. Romans chapter seven. Romans chapter seven. Let, let's, let's look at that. And... Um, Romans 7.21, he says, so I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. He says, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? See, that's a question. Do you see that? He says, who shall deliver? So that, this, is, this is about Christ. He says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, I serve, so then I serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. So then it now goes on. In, that's why it now goes on to in verse, chapter eight. He says, there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of, of sin and death. What is, what is the law of the spirit of life in Christ? You know what that is? This is the law of the spirit of life in Christ. I will put their laws in my heart, in their heart. I'll put my laws in their heart. <laughs> Does that make sense? So the law of the spirit of life in Christ is that the laws of God are put in our heart when we come into Christ. The ability to please God. But the law of sin and death is that it's impossible for me not to sin and to die because I'm born of Adam. <laughs> you see that? 
But that's a different, sorry, I went, I went too deep into that. But that's a different question. So I just said that to say that when we're reading Paul's writings, we have to understand the way he's describing things and understand the argument. So in Romans chapter 9, well, Romans chapter 9, I wish you could read the whole thing. In Romans chapter 9, Paul begins this whole talk about predestination. And he rightfully highlights, look, these are the characters he highlights. He highlights Pharaoh, okay? And he says concerning Pharaoh that God said, I will have mercy on what I will have mercy on. And I have compassion on whom I have compassion on. Then as David rightly said, he alights Jacob. He says, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Right? So as you read Romans chapter 9, you now see something so beautiful. What Paul is trying to establish in Romans chapter 9 is God can do as he pleases. Right? So, but, but if you stop at God can do as he pleases there, you miss again the whole revelation. The point is, God can do as he pleases. Now, what is Romans chapter 9 about? Romans chapter 9 is about the contention between the Gentiles and the Jews, Israel and the Gentiles. Israel were feeling like, hey, like how could we have served God through the law and then these Gentiles come and inherit righteousness? <laughs> so what Paul had to do was to say, hey, look at the character of God. God's been trying to tell you this thing since that when he chose Jacob and rejected Esau, that's prophecy right? That's prophecy. That's like, that's like the gospel. Esau is works. Jacob's is grace. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So what, what, what is now describing in Romans chapter nine is, Hey, God can do as he pleases. And out of what he, out of, out of his sovereignty, he has chosen the Gentiles to inherit salvation. So that's why I said the doctrine of predestination in the new Testament is not that God predestined individuals, is that he predestined a generation and you are a chosen generation and you are a holy nation and you are a royal priesthood. But what we've done with the doctrine of predestination is to say some are elected and some are not. No, it is a generation that is elected, okay? So we are God's elect in this dispensation. I can prove it again. Uh, uh, First Peter chapter... Uh, not first Peter chapter one. Remember when we read this? We read that the Bible says that the prophets that prophesied in the Old Testament, the Bible says that they wanted to know the people that they were prophesying about because they realized that it wasn't themselves. And then he says that the things that are allotted to this gospel, this era of the gospel, he says angels desire to look into. So the predestination of scripture is the predestination of a generation that we, we as a generation, we're predestined to partake in what David could not partake of. David in, in, in the Bible, okay? Uh, David could not partake of. Abraham could not partake of. Does that make sense? Isaac. So we were predestined as Gentiles, as this people to, that's the doctrine of predestination, not of individuals, but of a generation. And all that Paul does in Romans chapter nine is to use the fact that God has been speaking to us about his ability to choose whatever he wants through the ages basically but the thing that god has chosen here the exercise of god's sovereignty here is the predestination of a generation i, I hope that makes sense yeah so romans chapter 9 is key okay guys come back to me with questions because i'm sure some of you guys might do did, did, did that make sense type in the chat if that made sense or or please unmute yourself because i want to make sure we understand that yeah that makes sense yeah Okay, so so if we if we look at okay, let's let's look at Romans chapter eight. Um, if we look at Romans chapter eight, 
we look at verse um verse um okay let's say from verse 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 29 right from verse 29 because don't forget when, when one of the things we must develop in our bible study um um skill is who is god talking to and oftentimes god is not just talking to an individual he's talking to a people a city a congregation does that make sense it, it's kind of it's kind of um i won't say it's bad theology but it's mature theology to only individualize the scripture okay and do you see do you see what i'm saying yes it's true god is talking to me but god is talking to me in the midst of a people as part of a people so okay if we look at it now and that's why you see the scriptures they are titled romans ephesians see a people so you look at romans chapter 8 now verse um did i say 20 what did i say 29 right okay and uh, it says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined um to be conformed to the image of his son jesus christ in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and those whom he predestined he called and those whom he called he also justified and and those whom he justified he also glorified now if you take this individuality mindset into it we will think that god predestined some he didn't predestine others no the sum the sum he predestined is a generation <laughs> Okay, the gener so we can almost say the generation of the gospel. See, we are the generation of the gospel. The gospel has recipients. We are that generation of the gospel. Do you see what I'm saying? Just as Israel was the generation of the law. Uh, that's, that's Romans chapter 8, 29. So, right? So Israel was the generation of the law, right? We are the generation of the gospel. And the people that are, the, those to whom, and the, to those the, those he predestined there is not select people no it is those who are born in this era of the gospel to experience these things otherwise if predestination works like some people are telling us well we, we should just ask god god what have you saved from heaven so that we don't go preaching <laughs> it's true i don't i don't see the point of evangelism if some have been chosen or not to me, that's God's just punishing me because I'm out in the sun just trying to find, hey, hey is, he, is he James? Is he... <laughs> uh, 